Hi, I'm Chris. You're about to travel to a place of wonder, excitement, and discovery. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. I'm sure you've been hearing a lot about the environment lately. Everything from offshore oil spills to the endangered rainforests to simply turning in aluminum cans at recycling centers. Sometimes it's easy to think that working to save the environment is someone else's responsibility, especially when you live in a town as beautiful as Odyssey. I mean, it's not like we have any of those problems here. Or do we? You'll find out when we start our adventure right after this. If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. At witsend.org, you can ask the writers questions, hear from the actors, even submit your own reviews. If you miss a show, it's a great place to catch up on what's been happening. And I'll let you in on a little secret. You could be the first on your blog to hear scenes from the next adventure. Just about everything you need to know about Adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. Things have been pretty quiet around Odyssey lately. Everyone seems to be going about their normal routine, but something's starting to happen. Something strange and mysterious. And Wit's on the phone right now trying to figure it out. Uh huh, yes, Doctor. Yes. Well, you let me know if there are any other cases. You tell Mrs. Woolcroft I'll be by to see Jamie later, all right? No, not at all. Well, again, I'm terribly sorry, and, uh, well, we'll get to the bottom of it right away. Sure thing. Bye-bye. Hmm. I don't know what to make of this. Another one? Yeah, that makes three. They're all sick with the same thing? Yeah, upset stomachs, according to Dr. Garrison. Not too serious, but when he gets this many calls in one day, he has to check into it. Wit's end is the only thing all three of the kids had in common. He said it might be caused by something chemical. Something chemical? What does that mean? Well, he said to make sure I didn't have any insecticides, bug sprays, that sort of thing, anywhere near the food. We don't. I know. Well, that's what makes it more puzzling. What did the three of them eat when they came in? Do you remember? Well, um, Brad came in this morning and had a turnover, I think. Well, I made those fresh. Kelly Sims was in this afternoon and had... Had a banana fruit split. I remember that one. Hmm. Well, then Jamie Woolcroft had a caramel-covered apple. Hmm. And Brad had a turnover. What, what kind of a turnover? Apple. And I put apple slices on Kelly's Sunday. There's something wrong with our apples? Where did we get them? The store, but there hasn't been any... Hold on. Those apples didn't come from the store. They're from Tom Riley's farm. But Tom knows a lot about apples, doesn't he? I mean, he wouldn't sell bad apples. Well, not on purpose, but maybe there's something going on that he doesn't know about. Like what? Apples are apples. Pick up the phone, Tom. I wonder if he's given his apples to anyone else. Only he would know. Come on, Tom, where are you? Oh, now, Rachel, ho, oh, easy now. Easy, just make it easy. It's going to be all right. Um, what's that you're giving her, Doc? Oh, a shot of B.A.L. It, it should set her straight in no time. Oh, good thing. She's had me worried. I didn't think colic in a horse could get so bad. Well, unless I miss my guess, Rachel's been suffering for more than just colic. Oh, yeah, your phone's ringing, Tom. Oh, 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 oh. there you go, Rachel. Yeah, that wasn't so bad, was it, honey? Come on. What are you talking about, Doc? 
Uh, I'm just saying that uh, this is a bit more serious. I mean, you don't keep cans of insecticide around here, do you? Well, locked up in the shed. Nothing that Rachel or Leah could ever get to, though. Why? Well, the only time I've seen this kind of colic behavior in a horse is when they've taken in doses of arsenic. Arsenic? You mean... You mean like poison? Well, the kind that's used in insecticides, yes. Do you use a crop duster for your apple trees? No, no. That stuff makes me nervous. Well, I I don't know what to say then, except uh, keep an eye on what your horses eat and drink. I mean, I believe something around here is contaminated. But Leah here isn't sick. No, not yet. Uh, Do you ever let them run free? No, no. I'll wait now. Come to think of it. Rachel did get out of the stable a few days ago. Hi, Mr. Riley. Well, hi, Kurt. Uh, Kurt, this is Doc Baker. He's in the animal healing business. Oh, nice to meet you, Kurt. Hi. Uh, what are you doing out this way? Well, I thought I'd do a little fishing down at your creek. Well, help yourself. Well, I mean, I already tried. You don't operate on fish, do you, Dr. Baker? Oh, sorry, I don't. Uh, unless they have four legs and wear a saddle. Oh, seahorses, huh? Why do you ask, Kurt? Well, there are a few sick fish down at your creek. Pretty disgusting, if you ask me. What are you talking about? Well, haven't you been down there? No, not for a couple of weeks. Well, you have fish lying on the banks, caught up in the rocks even. It's no fun catching dead fish. You're telling me the fish in the creek are dying? Not dying. They look dead. What in the world is going on here? I feel terrible, just terrible. Aw, Tom. It's not your fault, Mr. Riley. I'm a witness. I'll testify for you. You did recall all those apples from the folks you do business with, right? I did. Good. Looks like I got most of them in the nick of time, too, but kids have still gotten sick. Even one is too many. I just, I just don't understand it. No, it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to understand. Doc Baker said you have chemicals in your creek, your horse drank from it, and you used that water to irrigate your orchard. Did I miss something? No, but I should have known. I suspected something. How could you? Nobody in Odyssey would suspect that we have pollution here. The apples are taken care of, the kids have been treated, and Rachel's recovering. I think the big question now is, how did the creek get polluted? There are other farms along its path that that they have to be warned. Well, I already called as many as I could think of. What about one of those government environment agencies? Aren't they supposed to help in a case like this? I called twice and left messages on the answering machine. Oh, our tax dollars at work. You know, they had all those cutbacks. I I think our local man's only part-time. I'll call the state capitol first thing in the morning. Well, that's all fine, but this is my responsibility. It's my land and my apples, and I don't want to hand it off to somebody else. I'm going to find out who's messing up my creek, and I'm going to find out now. Boy, it gives me chills when he talks tough. When I said I'd help you, Mr. Riley, I didn't think we were going to play Daniel Boone through the woods. I wish I'd brought a sack lunch. Well, you're welcome to go back, Kurt. And miss the end of this mystery? No way! What do you think you're going to find? There aren't any factories along here. Well, those chemicals are coming from somewhere. And I don't like the idea of a contaminated creek running through my backyard. Mr. Riley, they're in the creek. Where? Over there. Oh, yeah. 
That's a funny place for a barrel. Where did it come from? Well, it looks like there's a name on the side. Uh, let's see if we can turn it around. You're kidding. No, come on, help. It's empty. If you say so. Here. Careful now, don't slip. That's it. Workman's calm. I have a hernia. Oh, don't be so dramatic. Now, let's see here. Here. Edge by. Well, I can't make out the rest. Edge by? Oh, I know what that is. Edge biter. What's that? They're the company with offices in that new complex upstream. There's a comic book shop next to it. So, what are they doing putting a barrel in our creek? Looks like the only one. Well, come on. There might be more of them upstream. I figured you'd say that. What kind of a company is it, do you know? Farming supplies, I think. What kind of farming supplies? I don't know. They don't keep their brochures in with the comic books. Hmm. You want to lay odds they make insecticides? I want to think the best about people, Mr. Riley. Uh-huh. Sure you do, Kurt. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to Edgebiter Supplies. What can I do for you? Hello. Uh, do you folks make insecticides? We're one of the nation's top producers of insecticides, yes. Do you own your own company? Huh? Uh, well, uh, well, no. No, I mean, I just want to talk to somebody about one of your barrels. A barrel of what? I don't know. It's full of creek water right now. One of your barrels is in the creek downstream, and I want to find out who put it there. Hmm. I believe someone from our customer service department can help you. Please have a seat. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Reimer. Uh, Riley. Uh, which product are you interested in? Well, I'm not interested in a product. I want to talk to somebody about a barrel you dumped in the creek. And you want to buy this barrel? No, no, no. I want to complain about it. Look, somebody dumped one of your barrels in the creek and it nearly poisoned some kids and my horse. I think you need to talk to someone in our public relations department. Mr. Riley... The truth is, we don't know what was in the barrel. And to be honest, it's doubtful that the quantity of the barrel's contents, whatever it may be, would be substantial enough to contaminate the creek, your apples, and... I'm sorry, your wife's name is Rachel? That's my horse. I beg your pardon? My horse is called Rachel. Then what's your wife's name? She doesn't have anything to do with this. My dad's name is Frank, if that'll help. The other thing you must consider, Mr. Riley, is that we don't manufacture the chemicals here. These buildings are just our corporate offices. The chemicals for our insecticides are manufactured in Chicago under the utmost care and supervision. Supposing you're right about the barrel not being enough to contaminate the creek. I'm sure I'm right, Mr. Riley. Then what is contaminating the creek? It's got to be something. And you're the only business along here. I don't know, Mr. Riley, but I can assure you that Edgebiter would never do anything to endanger anyone's health or property with our products or their containers. You can take my word for it. I hope I can. Well, she was either telling us the truth or she was giving us the royal runaround. Well, it doesn't make sense. She said whatever was in that barrel couldn't have been enough to pollute the creek. It's something else. She's right, and you're right, Tom. The contents of that barrel would have been diluted by the time they got to your place. John Avery, you've been up to something. While you were gone, I did a little test in some of the water from your creek. 
No, it still has small traces of that arsenic in it the doc was talking about. That barrel isn't the source of your problem. Then what? That's what we have to find out. I'm telling you, Whit. I'm not what you'd call an environmentalist, but this is Odyssey after all. We shouldn't have to worry about things like polluted creeks. That's the kind of things that happen somewhere else, but not here. Well, I suppose that's what everyone thinks, until trouble starts. Come on. I think we have some after-hours checking we can do. I don't want to be a party pooper, but isn't it illegal to be sneaking around here after dark? I don't think the Edgebiter Company will appreciate it much. It's a large open parking lot. I don't see any no trespassing signs. Do you, Kurt? I don't either. And I'm not sneaking around. Are you sneaking around, Tom? Huh? Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> come to think of it, I guess I'm not. We're just walking down to the creek behind the Edgebiter building, that's all. I'm glad we have that settled. So what are we looking for, Mr. Whitaker? Well, I'm not sure. Hand me the flashlight, will you? Here you go. Now, the Edgebiter property runs right up here to the creek. The offices are over there. And the parking lot runs around and behind and... What do you suppose that building is? Must be a warehouse of some sort. No window. Well, I guess a corporate office would need a warehouse. Let's look around the back of it. Why are we checking around here? Maybe there's another company further upstream. No, Kurt, there can't be. The park surrounding Trickle Lake begins only a couple of hundred yards up. And I suppose you checked that water, too, Mr. Chemistry Professor? Well, <laughs> I might have. No traces of chemicals in the lake or even the streams leading into the lake. Whatever it is, it's starting somewhere between here and your place, Tom. I don't see anything around here. It's just a big warehouse. Look along the ground, down toward the creek. Maybe there's some sort of drainage system leading from the warehouse to the water. Hold on, Whit. Look. Look over that way. What is it? Yeah. Just as I suspected, that's what we're looking for. See? The drain goes from the warehouse and dumps into the creek. Okay. But why? All right, gentlemen, put your hands up and don't make any sudden moves. Uh-oh. We'll continue our adventure in Odyssey right after this. The Hiding Place, Corey Ten Boom's story of rescuing Jews during World War II has been dramatized by Focus on the Family Radio Theater. The Ten Boom family helped hundreds of Jewish people escape the Nazi Holocaust. Their dramatic story is preserved in this audio production from Focus on the Family in association with Tendale Entertainment. It's available on CD or cassette. More information about The Hiding Place is at radiotheater.org. That's radiotheater.org. The telephone number is 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-FAMILY. Imagine traveling through the foundations of Western civilization and encountering the people, places, and events that shaped our world. Drive through with a vast array of resources available from family.org. Drive Through History is a DVD series produced by Focus on the Family, a nonprofit ministry dedicated to nurturing and defending families worldwide. On the open road of life, there's family.org, with dynamic resources for families at every turn. And now, the conclusion of today's adventure in Odyssey. 
Excuse me, Mr. Security Guard, but we've been waiting here an awfully long time. Are you going to call the police or my mother or what? I asked you to please wait here quietly and you said you would. You've been very cooperative, except for the quietly part. Well, I don't know what you'd expect. We weren't doing anything wrong. Well, that's not for me to say. I wish you would call the police. We weren't doing anything wrong, and frankly, I'd like to know why you have a drain going down into the creek. Now, what do you have in that warehouse? I told you, Mr. Whitaker, I'm not allowed to answer any of your questions. If you just wait another couple of minutes, I'm sure Mr. Edgebiter will be here. Good evening, gentlemen. Are, uh, are these the men, Eustace? Men and boy, uh, yes, sir, Mr. Edgebiter. Good. Thank you, Eustace. Would you leave us alone for a few moments? Yes, sir. And uh, please close the door on your way out. Yes, sir. This is all very intriguing, isn't it? It sure is. I'm Jerry Edgebiter. I own this company. And you are John Whitaker, Tom Riley, and Kurt... Um... I'd like to remain anonymous, if I may. Uh, Kurt Stevens. Okay, Kurt. Mr. Riley, I see from our files that you registered a complaint here earlier this afternoon, something about a barrel in a creek and contamination of some apples, a few kids, and your wife? Uh, my horse. What's this all about, Mr. Edgebiter? Well, I wouldn't want a slight misunderstanding to turn into a big problem, that's all. The Edgebiter Company's been in business a long time, and we have a good public image. And you don't have anything to worry about. What are you keeping in that warehouse, if you don't mind my asking? Directly asked and directly answered, Mr. Whitaker. Mm -hmm. We keep some of our supplies in that warehouse to handle immediate customer needs, that's all. Well, how come you need a drain for it? Well, there's nothing unusual about putting a drainage system in a warehouse. There is when whatever you're draining dumps into our creek. Ah, I see. Are you gentlemen part of an environmental group? Uh, agents for the government, possibly? No. Well, that'll make things easier. Oh, maybe not. We have a call into the local environmental agent, and you can be sure he'll be up here to see what you're pouring into that creek. Mr. Whitaker, you don't need to do all that. Let me level with you, and maybe we can come to some sort of agreement. All right, we're listening. We're not pouring anything into the creek. Well, not intentionally. We had a little accident a few days ago. Some of our insecticide containers were punctured when they were being unloaded. The chemical spill went down the drain and into the creek, and when Mr. Riley complained today, we realized we hadn't cleaned up as thoroughly as we had thought. Some of the barrels continued to leak until this afternoon. We've taken care of it. It's that simple. Well, if it's that simple, why didn't you report it? Because of the bad publicity, and frankly, the state laws take a dim view of these sorts of accidents. Inspectors have to come, reports have to be filled out, explanations, a lot of time and money get wasted. And you don't want anyone to notice that your drain dumps into the creek illegally. It was a money-saving measure when we built the warehouse. I'm going to have it blocked up. And you probably don't have a license to store chemicals on this property, do you? Mr. Whitaker, like I said, this does not have to be a big problem. Uh-huh. Uh... What do you think, Kurt? It all sounds okay to me, especially since I don't know what he's talking about. But why is he telling us all this? Because he knew we'd keep investigating the problem and he doesn't want us to report it to anyone. Am I right, Mr. Edgebiter? Concisely put, but not without some sort of reimbursement. Hmm. My company will take care of all the doctor bills, uh, your horse, Mr. Riley. I'll, I'll even pay for all the apples you lost. Any time you spend on this, just name your price and it's taken care of. Fair enough? I got a sneaking suspicion you want something else from us. All I want you to do is to forget any of this happened. Don't mention it. Don't talk about it. I'm going to have to think about this. Gentlemen, please. The Edgebiter Company has already had one or two run-ins with the environmental agency. Another one could do serious damage to this company. Would you put 200 employees out of their jobs just because of a little mishap? 
If we don't say anything, who's to say you won't let something like this happen again? That's right, sir. Jobs are one thing, but even good jobs won't replace contaminated water and land. That's all we've got. Of course, I've heard it all before. Big, bad chemical company is destroying the earth. But before you preach to me about the environment, let me put the question to you, Mr. Riley. When you finish a can of soda, do you throw the can away or recycle it? Well, I... Uh, How well, about I... newspapers, junk mail, and all those bits of paper you have around your house? Do you throw them away or recycle them? I think you're evading the point. Not at all. Mr. Stevens, Kurt, what kind of junk do you use at home? What happens to the foil in your gum wrappers, the, the plastic toys you play with? You probably read comic books. What happens to them when you're finished? You don't have to get so personal. Mr. Whitaker, what do you do with all the plastic jugs I'm sure you use at your soda shop? How about the plastic spoons and straws? Do you use styrofoam cups and holders? Do they get thrown away or recycled? What do you teach your customers to do with all that garbage? You've made your point. Have I? I don't think I have. You see, it's easy to blame chemical companies like mine for all the environmental problems. Laws are passed, regulations are imposed, and that's fine. I try to operate within those restrictions. Sometimes. Yes, and sometimes I make mistakes. It's inconvenient, even expensive, to do everything they want. But where are the laws for you? How many conveniences are you willing to give up? That's what I thought. Well, the environment is your responsibility, too. So, I've laid all my cards on the table. The decision is yours. What are you going to do? Well, that's it. Mr. Jerome Lentz of the government is officially involved. What'd he say, Whit? He wants to meet us here tomorrow morning. Uh, he'll also need written reports from Dr. Garrison and Baker. Then, uh, well, he'll go up and have a look at the Edge Biter Company. You don't really think there'll be anything left in that warehouse, do you? I don't know. Well, that's big business for you. Not really. For every one company who does something like this, I'd say there are hundreds who are caring and responsible. Well, that's all there is to it. We've done all we can. Oh, not quite. What do you mean? Mr. Edge Biter made some important points, don't you think? I was afraid you were going to bring that up. There are a lot of practical ways I could help save the environment. I think I need to take stock and make a few changes. How about you? I could be more conscientious at home, I reckon. Be more careful with what I buy. Think about what to do with my garbage. There was a time when we used to put papers in one containers and aluminum cans in another for recycling centers. Guess I'll start doing that again. Me too. But I don't know where to start. Well, maybe our government agent can give us some suggestions tomorrow. I suppose there are some environmental groups we could call, too. They're always knocking at my door with petitions. Yeah, they always show up when I'm taking a bath. See? Maybe it won't be so hard once we get some practical answers. I don't believe it. My experience is most things that are worthwhile take some effort to maintain. Then it's a good thing we're going to start now. I'm not sure what will become of us if we don't. Whatever you may think about environmental issues, one thing remains true. This is the only planet we have, and we all must work to protect it. 
like Wit, Tom, and Kurt, you may think that only the government or big businesses can really do anything to save the environment. But God has made us all responsible for His creation, and there are lots of simple, practical things you can do around the house and in your neighborhood to help keep it nice. For example, you could get your parents to use less plastic garbage bags or wrap your lunches in reusable containers. Use rags in the kitchen instead of paper towels. Don't leave the water running when you brush your teeth. Separate paper, plastic, and aluminum products from the rest of your trash and take them to recycling centers. And there are a lot of other things. If you want to find out more, simply have your parents call your local recycling center or environmental agency. It's like Witt said, what will happen to us if we don't do something now? Well, that's it for now. Don't forget, our address is Odyssey. Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, BC, V6B4G3. Now, you might also want to ask how you can get a copy of today's episode. It's called One Bad Apple. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. Today's episode was written and directed by Paul McCusker. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell, and Chuck Fulte was our executive producer. And I'm Chris, inviting you to join us again for another adventure in Odyssey.